Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering a question I got over on Twitter from HTML5Dev. And the question is, how important are ODES tests when all the questions are readily available on the web? So I'm going to be answering that question. I'm also going to give you some tips for dealing with this kind of thing in general. So be sure to make stay tuned for the episode. This episode is sponsored by the Complete Web Developers Course taught by Rob Percival on Udemy.com. Now what I love about this course is first how comprehensive it is. It's 235 lectures on HTML, CSS, JavaScript, jQuery, Bootstrap, WordPress, PHP, MySQL, APIs, and mobile apps. I mean, it's ridiculous. Second, I love how good of a teacher Rob is. As a former school teacher, Rob knows how to explain complex concepts in ways anyone can understand. And of course, the cool thing is I talked Rob into giving my audience an 85% discount on the course. So check the description of this video for a special link that contains a coupon code good for 85% off of the Complete Web Developers course by Rob Percival. Click that link and you'll be all set for the discount. Now, on to the episode. All right, so are the Odesk, Elance, Freelancer tests important when all of the questions are readily available? So they are important for one reason, and really this is the only reason, and that is if they're not there, clients will begin to wonder if there's something wrong. And the way to think about it, if there were one mindset shift that I could get developers to make when it comes to marketing themselves, really in a freelance sense, but really at all, it would be understanding clients and their focus on risk. So when they are looking at a profile, a website, when they're doing anything where they would be hiring a developer, the dominating thought of their mind is risk. And one one of the ways that I found it helpful for me to think about it is Imagine if you were a babysitter and the services you were offering were babysitting services. I think most of us would understand that if someone was about to give us their baby, their six-month, one-year, two-year-old baby, that they would have a lot of questions in regard to risk and wanting to know, our reliability and wanting to get a feel, uh, feeling of trust before they gave us their baby. Because not only are they going to give us our, their baby, but they're going to pay us to do it. When you're doing development work, web design, web development, whatever, in a lot of ways it's the same because the project that you're working on is very often that person's baby. It's their big idea. It's their big plan. And they're about to hand it to you and pay you a thousand, three thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, whatever it is, dollars to complete that project for them. So they want a sense of trust. They want to make sure, not only because of the money, but they want to make sure that you can actually build the thing that they want built 
in a way that really represents what they're trying to accomplish and communicate. So if you can start to understand that they see every developer, when they look at every developer that bids on their project, or they land on your website and they go through 10 developers looking at all 10 of them, you can almost imagine them seeing each website or profile with a, with a numeric risk score. And certain developers or profiles or websites are going to have a higher risk score and some are going to have a lower risk score. Part of that risk score is what you charge. Because if they have two developers side by side who, who look exactly the same and one charges 1000 and one charges 5000 the one who charges 1000 to them is a lower risk. That's why you find a lot of developers on these sites charging $10 an hour and getting hired. It's not really their fault, it's your fault. It's your fault because you don't look any different. If you looked different, if you looked better, that can lower your risk score. Now yeah, you have to do a lot of a lot of work to compete with someone who's charging $10 an hour, but I can tell you that you can do it. You can make yourself less of a risk than someone who's charging $10 an hour. Let me give you an example. Say you have a client who approaches you and they say, you know, they actually came out and asked you, you know, I like your profile, but you know, you charge, you would charge me $60 an hour. Whereas this person over here is going to charge me $10 an hour. Why should I pay you 60 when I can get away with paying 10? Your answer should be, well, yeah, you could pay that person $10 an hour, but do you really think that that person can survive on with just your project on $10 an hour? Not very likely. So that person probably has 15 to 20 other projects that they're working on just to make ends meet for them. So do you want someone who is working on 15 or 20 other projects who's scrambling day and night to get those projects done, who's juggling a whole bunch of different things? Do you want them working on your project or do you want someone who's charging more appropriately so that I don't have to take on 15 to 20 clients? I can take on, you know, three to four, four to five, and I'm a lot more focused on your project. I'm a lot less scatterbrained and I'm going to do a lot better work. Oh, and not only that, how much of their attention do you think you command by paying them $10 an hour? What if you send them an email, for example, and have a question and you're paying them $10 an hour? Do you think you're going to command a lot of their attention? Do you think you're going to get a quick response from them? You might, but it's kind of a crapshoot, especially if they have 15 to 20 other projects they're working on. Now, what if you send me an email or ask me a question, or want to jump on a phone call with me, and you're paying me $60 an hour, or 90 or whatever it is. Do you think I'm going to jump on that phone call, respond to that email? Do you think you have more of my attention? Now, when you put it to clients like that, what starts to happen is they see that other person as more of a risk. Yes, they're less of a cost, 
but their concern more than the cost is getting their project done and done right and so you have to make sure that in everything that you're selling you focus on you're going to get it done and get it done right and that's why you charge more they'll have more of your attention you'll be more focused you'll deliver a better project now you have to actually do all that stuff right but let's assume that that's the case now I talk about all of that in relations relation to uh, these ODAT ODES tests because it helps you to understand why clients look at these things and why they have any importance at all because it's a risk issue now if they're looking at 10 profiles and nine of them have that test and in the, have it in the top 1% and one doesn't, that's immediately going to raise your risk score. Not dramatically that it can't be overcome, but it will do it. So that's why they matter. The flip side is clients, a lot of clients know that these answers are readily available. So they don't put that much stock on it, meaning having it there isn't going to dramatically lower your risk score. It's just going to keep it in line with everybody else's. So there's no one thing that you can do on your profile that's going to make a dramatic difference. What matters is all of the things together. And I think this is where a lot of developers really miss the mark when it comes to freelancing and whether it be on a freelance site or their own website. And I harp constantly on the idea of specialization to the point I get people who tell me they're sick of hearing about it. The problem is I get questions every single day from people to ask me to look at their profile or their website and tell them what's wrong. And 99% of the time it's because they're not specializing enough and their profile or their website isn't the key word here, which is congruent. So I feel like I have to continue to harp on it because I don't see it happening. But what matters is being specialized, being targeted, and making sure your profile is congruent. It's all the things together. It's that you're targeting a specific niche and your headline, your service description, your testimonials, your portfolio. All those things are congruent with what it is that you're offering. That's what matters. So that's what's going to dramatically lower your risk score. It's not the tests. It's not just the certifications. It's not just the portfolio. It's all of it. And it's all of it focused, congruent, and aimed at a very specific offer that resonates with your target market. That's how you win. All right, so little ranty today but hopefully that helps to bring some clarity to the question that you have it have both the question itself and maybe the deeper lesson at hand there if you have a question for me you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Cora you can also tweet me at JP Morris on Twitter and hit me up on Facebook facebook.com slash John Morris online 
If you liked the episode, be sure to like it so I know this kind of content you're after. If you haven't subscribed, be sure to do that so that you get access to all the latest episodes and tutorials. And if you haven't yet, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my free seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. Also, before I go, uh, I just made a major update to my web developer resources page. So if you go over to johnmorrisonline.com slash resources, you'll see a new updated page that has a whole list of different resources from tools, courses, my top recommendations, essentially everything that I've used or use or have used throughout my career uh, to help me do things faster and more efficiently. So again, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash resources to check out all the new things that are over there.